Episode 12 Still at it? Clive asked the chess players. No, we've just finished. I've had as much chess as I can take for a while. Martin said. All chest out? Bruce asked. The two players grinned conspiratorially at each other. You could say so. How's the mythical masterpiece going? Finished. Or rather the matches are. Clive said. So are we, Bruce said. So it seems all our activities have reached their natural end, Alfred said. Has Dorian found any other fantastic occupation that you can join? Nope. He stared at the monument for a while, then walked round it a few times, and then he just lay down beside it on the floor. Well, that's one way to occupy oneself, Alfred said. You look restless. You've no idea. It's been nearly a week and nothing has happened. I've had enough of being stuck inside, Bruce said. Amen, Clive said. I'd like to see the finished result, Martin said. He stood up. That's a tautology, Martin, Alfred said. Well, I, you know what I mean. Just ignore him, Bruce said. They went over to flat three. The coffee table, two couches and two armchairs had been pushed aside and what looked like a cross between a palace and a hydra took pride of place in the living room. Dorian lay comfortably on his back beside it, arms under his head. Chris sat reading on one of the couches. That is quite something, Martin managed at last. Yes, an enigmatic edifice was Alfred's verdict. How do you manage to come up with these lines, Alfred? Bruce asked. I read, was the pointed answer. That's a good label, Dorian said. An enigmatic edifice. An enigmatic edifice. I like it. Dorian... Martin asked. How many matches are those? Where on earth did you get them? Dorian turned his head sideways towards them without shifting his position. He smiled gently. I have my sources. I have no idea how many there are. I just filled my backpack. They pulled the couches and armchairs over and sat down, contemplating the construction. How do you do it, Dorian? Bruce finally asked. How do you come up with all these things to do and get so absorbed in them? Like this thing. Is it something you've always wanted to do or did you just think of it on the spur of the moment? Just spur of the moment. Well, I've seen a few of these things before and I thought they looked cool. But then yesterday morning, I woke up and was still feeling the artistic charge from the aurora. I'd already painted and wrote and sung. I wanted to make something, with my hands. And then I just thought of matches. 
is that how it normally works? Something just occurs to you and you just do it? Martin asked. Usually, yes. I just listen to the universe and open myself to what's out there and let it dictate. Then something usually presents itself and I just let it lead me. Do you have any idea what will come next? No. Now I just want to rest and relax. Bruce gave a snort of incredulous laughter. What's so funny about that? Martin asked. No, not what he said. What's funny is that I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Come on, spit it out, Chris said. All right, but I'm never going to hear the end of this. What? came at him from three sides. Dorian, for the first time in my life, I envy you. Dorian's seraphic smile and Alfred's habitual sepulchral calm remained undisturbed. But the rest of the room was taken aback and precipitated into the reflective state occupied by Dorian and Alfred. There followed a pensive pause. I also never thought I'd say this, but I'm with Bruce. Envy is probably too strong a word, but I wish I had a bit of you, if you know what I mean. Chris said. It's true that his spontaneity and creative energy are really valuable, but I, well, don't take this the wrong way, Dorian. You are a bit, well, um, Martin petered out. No problem, man. I've already got more compliments from this bunch than I ever have before, probably. I agree with Martin, both regarding Dorian's valuable talents and the, well, um, Alfred said. I'll take that, man. That may as well be a panegyric coming from you. A few eyes turned to Clive, making him uncomfortable under their scrutiny. What is it? Dorian Appreciation Day or something? Are you that unable to occupy yourselves that you sing the praises of someone who lets you build whatever that is? He indicated the monstrosity of legend. It's pathetic. He does have a point, Alfred said. And you, Clive turned on him, like a referee keeping score as if we needed you to validate our points. He straightened his back adjusted an imaginary tie and monocle, and adopted an accent from the Edwardian era. Well, chaps, I do believe that is Team Dorian 1, Clive 1. That's some spiffing banter there, chaps. Absolutely top-notch, eh, what? Or like a politician with a campaign ad. The Edwardian gentleman morphed into Donald Trump and adopted an American drawl. He brought his thumb and forefinger together into an O in the signature Trump gesture. This is Alfred, and I approve this message. Dorian would have collapsed laughing had he not been on the floor already. Instead, he convulsed on the carpet and rolled sideways, flailing into the mythical marvel. It disintegrated and sent up a shower of turrets, domes and prongs, curly things and wavy things, gobs of semi-dried glue and loose matches. 
He lay in the rubble, unconcerned. Oh, Clive, he managed at last. That was brilliant. He is right. Turning to Alfred. You do pass judgment on our opinions like that. He stood up suddenly, grabbing a turret from the last intact part of the edifice, ensuring its complete disintegration and dislodging a fresh shower as he did so. He raised it to his lips like a microphone and boomed like a sports commentator. Goal! What a score! Clive comes out of nowhere, whips straight around Alfred and scores! So now we are at Team Clive 2, Team Dorian 1, Alfred 0. What a match this is turning out to be, ladies and gentlemen. What a match. The underdog, the dark horse, Clive, surging ahead in injury time. What a final few minutes this is set to be. And that's enough from you, you clown. Normally Clive would have been flattered at this evaluation and beyond chuffed at being able to score against Alfred like that, not to mention the impersonations he had just managed to pull off. But now he had had enough and he was not going to spare anyone who got in his way. He seemed not even to notice the demolition job Dorian had performed on the fabled fabrication as he rounded on him. You just live day to day, going from one crazy stunt to the next, spouting complete nonsense and wasting your days in a haze of weed, esoteric religion and one escapade after the other. And that's enough from you, you clown. Normally Clive would have been flattered at this evaluation and beyond chuffed at being able to score against Alfred like that, not to mention the impersonations he had just managed to pull off. But now he had had enough and he was not going to spare anyone who got in his way. He seemed not even to notice the demolition job Dorian had performed on the fabled fabrication as he rounded on him. You just live day to day, going from one crazy stunt to the next, spouting complete nonsense and wasting your days in a haze of weed, esoteric religion and one escapade after the other. And Clive maintains his momentum and turns on Team Dorian, taking it completely by surprise. He's past one defender, now another. Can he? Surely not. This is going to be the biggest upset of the year. He, he scores! Goal! What a turnaround, a hat-trick. Both other competitors are dead and buried. There's no coming back from this. It's a triumph for the ages. That's it, isn't it? Life's just one big joke to you. In a way, yes. Once you realise that you are not in control of anything outside your... Clive cut him off savagely. And your bullshit philosophising. What? Are you adding stoicism to your crazy mix now? He collapsed into an armchair, swung his legs over its arm, kicked off his shoes and took a drag from an imaginary joint. His eyes and voice took on a dreamy quality. It's all good, man. Just let the universe speak through you, man. You have such, like, negative energy, Clive. Do you want to visit the Reiki Master with me and Alfred? Or I could lend you my lucky shirt for the day. Ten, it's the perfect number. Ooh, that's creepily good. Dorian cleared his voice, then decided to try a tennis umpire. Game set and... Oh, shut up, Clive said bitterly. He sat up in the chair and looked round at everyone distastefully. They looked back at him, astounded. 
Even Alfred looked mildly startled, which was about as close to astonishment as he got. Wake the fuck up, everybody! Clive shouted. It's been almost a week. There's no power. There's no power anywhere in the world, for all we know. You can't know that, Chris ventured. Of course I can't, because there's no news, because the fucking power's out. Clive's voice began to crescendo, and his effort to calm it down added a tremor to it. That's the whole point. We know nothing, nothing, here in the 21st century, and we have fucking cars stored in the road, and not even a telephone to call with. We're just waiting for something to happen, which it won't, not in a good way anyway. And in the meantime, we can't even occupy ourselves with something worthwhile. It's pathetic. As if you're any different. All this applies just as much to you as the rest of us. Bruce countered. But it was half-hearted. Clive's outburst had unsettled all of them. Didn't you hear me say we? Just shut up for once. He did. They all did. A minute passed in silence. Then another. And then a third. Finally. Alfred ventured to break it with unaccustomed caution. If I may, he held up his hand like a bullfighter approaching a bull, waiting to see whether it would charge. Without sounding like a referee, another careful pause, another look. I agree with a lot of that. You're right that this is not a good state of affairs. Can we talk about it? Sure. Clive had calmed down. The combination of being able to let out all his disgruntlement, the look on the other's faces that told him he had struck home, and the spell of silence served to mollify him. Now he was just tired and uneasy. Is there something you want to suggest? Alfred asked him. Something you want us to do? Yes, no, I don't know, just stop messing around like this. Are you annoyed because Dorden and Alfred are not finding this time difficult and they always manage to find something to do? Because Dorden is always cheerful when you are feeling tense? This question was asked by the one person present whose transparent genuineness precluded any possibility of unpleasantness or attempting to score a point or appear superior. Martin simply wanted to know. Clive was flustered. That's not fair. I don't... It's all right for you with your chess. He finally managed. It's not. I've had enough chess for a while, just like all of you with your reading. Otherwise, you would not have spent a day on... on that. He indicated the wreckage with Dorian sitting in its epicentre. I'm sure we all feel it. He looked around and got nods from Chris and Bruce, and even a slight look of acknowledgement from Alfred. I honestly don't know what I'm going to do now or tomorrow. Read something, probably, then hope the power comes back on, or we're allowed out for a walk or something. Me too, except that I don't even like reading, Bruce said. Same, Chris said. Or hoping that Dorian comes up with something, he acknowledged with a sheepish grin. And that, Bruce said in like manner. So what? 
Are you just going to sit around waiting? I don't think I can stand much more of that. Clive said, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you're going to have to. Alfred said, Unless you choose one of a few other options. Such as? You get a bicycle from somewhere and you chance your luck. But where are you going to go and how would it be any different when you get there? Not to mention that we do not know what it's like out there, how safe the roads and the other towns are. True, you're right. My girlfriend is in London and that's a couple hundred miles. That's too far. What are my other options? Avoid the police, go on a long walk and clear your head. And then back to this? Yes, with a fresher mind and body. Or? Or find some project you can do in here. That's all I'm afraid. Is that really it? That's all I can think of, unless you can come up with something. You're an adult, think for yourself. Clive leant his elbows on his knees and ran his hands through his hair. How can we be this pathetic? he asked. With all our technology, all our advances, and we're back in the dark ages, reading by candlelight. Dorian suddenly gave a gasp of realisation and snapped his fingers. They all turned towards him.